Welcome back, Grade 3 Force, to our read aloud, The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. If you recall in the last chapters, we still had two Ricos to get rid of. Well, Sister Bear and Brother Bear were able to get one of the Ricos by having it go over the falls, and then the fish actually saved Nettle, the Sister Bear. Then we had Rico 1 with the chase on, and he did not give up. He was very relentless, and we had Roz hide in the seaweed, but then Rico 3 did meet her, or find her, or Rico 1, sorry, he did find her. There was an explosion between the two of them. Her legs and everything came off. He was almost, he also was really hurt, but he was still able to turn her off, and that is where we ended, is when he had turned off Roz. So now let's find out what happens. Chapter 75, The Last Rifle. With the target deactivated, Rico 1 calmly moved on to the next phase of his mission. He limped through the gravesite and began collecting every single robot part. He splashed into the shallows and returned with a foot. He shook the sand from a crooked, from a cracked torso. He pulled a head out from a tide pool. Each part was then piled around Roz's lifeless body. Brightbill watched in horror as his mother slowly disappeared under a pile of parts. Roz looked just like the dead robots, but she wasn't dead. She had simply been shut down. Don't do it, Brightbill, the flock tried to stop their leader. It's too dangerous. But the goose was determined to bring his poor mother back to life. Brightbill crouched low to the ground and slowly moved toward the pile of robots. And when Rico 1 limped away to collect another part, Brightbill sprinted over the rocks, pushed past arms and legs, and squeezed into the pile. Click! A muffled voice echoed across the shore. Hello, I am Rosamond Unit 7134, but you may call me Roz. Brightbill hugged his mother's face as her computer brain rebooted. Mama, wake up! What happened? She said finally. Where is the Rico? He's coming this way. What were you thinking, Brightbill? You must leave now before he kills us both. I was scared, Mama, cried the goose. I didn't know what to do. Heavy footsteps stomped toward them. Robot parts were knocked aside and then Rico 1 looked down with his glowing eyes. Brightbill tried to squirm away, but thick fingers locked around him like a cage. Mama, help! cried Brightbill as he pulled up, was pulled up from the pile. Please don't hurt my son, begged Roz. He is harmless. Rico 1 paid no attention to Roz. He just held up the goose by his giant hand, ready to crush the life out of him. Mist swirled in the breeze. Waves sloshed against the rocks. Seagulls circled above. No, not seagulls, vultures. And one of them clutched something silver in its talons. The vulture spiraled down and Rico's three rifle clattered onto the shore. Geese and otters quickly surrounded the rifle. They squawked and squeaked and fumbled with the weapon, trying to aim the clunky thing. The hunter was confused. How had those animals gotten a rifle? And how could they possibly know how to fire it? They did know. The geese had seen a trigger press before. A beam of light briefly flashed through the gloom. At first, it seemed as if nothing had happened. But a moment later, Rico's one's chest began glowing a bright, brilliant orange. And then it was melting and oozing down his front. And soon there was a wide gaping hole in the middle of his torso. His hand slowly unclenched and Brightbill fluttered away. Seawater sprayed over the gravesite and... Steam hissed up from Rico's scorching hot guts. He shook and twitched and collapsed beside Roz. Rico one turned his face to Roz and spoke in a quiet, garbled voice. More Rico's will 
come for you. And if you destroy them, still more will come. The makers will not rest until all missing robots have been retrieved. When? When will they come? said Ross. How long do they have? Do we have? You can still be fixed, Ross. Go to do the airship. Bring all the robot parts with you. The ship knows what to do. His voice went silent. His eyes went dark. Rico One was dead. Chapter 76, The Broken Robot. Geese and otters were bustling all around Roz. They were pulling arms and legs out from the robot pile and pressing them against her body. They were hoping to hear whip sounds and that the robot's limbs would snap right into place and Roz would return to her old self and life on the island would go back to normal. But nothing happened. No matter what they did, the limbs wouldn't attach. Our robot's body was too badly damaged. I'm sorry, Ma, said Bright Bill, his voice trembling. I thought this would work. It is okay, son, said Roz calmly. I'm lucky I can still think and speak. The animals tried to smile at their poor friend, but they couldn't hide their sadness. Roz was a mangled wreck, and there was nothing they could do to fix her. The robot wanted to be strong for her son and her friends. She wanted to ease their worried minds and tell them everything would be fine. But Roz knew that everything would not be fine. She looked down at her broken body. Then she looked up at the geese and the otters and said, I will need some help getting home. Chapter 77, The Meeting. Strong, nimble creatures carried Roz up from the sea cliffs and across the island. They carefully propped her up inside the nest. They built a fire and then they left the robot with her son. Roz and Brightbill sat there staring at the flames until the goose finally said, Do you need anything, Ma? I really could use some new arms and legs. The robot chuckled at her own bad joke. That isn't funny, cried the goose. My mother is broken and I don't know what to do about it. I am sorry for joking. Roz adjusted her voice to a more serious tone. I know you want to fix me, but there's nothing anyone here can do. At these words, her son looked away. Brightbill. I am afraid we have some difficult decisions to make. I think you should arrange a meeting with of our closest friends. We could use their advice. The goose disappeared out the door and soon Roz's oldest and wisest friends were on their way. La Wing was the first to arrive. She limped into the lodge on her injured foot and sat close to her robot friend. Mr. Beaver appeared next, followed by Fink and Swooper. Then Tawny curled up on the floor. Mother Beaver Bear was too badly hurt to make the journey, so Nettle came in her place. She sat in the garden with her enormous head jutting in through the doorway. Brightbill returned with Chit Chat, who was nursing her burned tail. The last one to crawl in was Craig, the old turtle. Once everyone was there, the meeting began. The group talked all through the night. They discussed the Ricos. They discussed what to do with Roz. They discussed how to keep the island safe. There were stark differences of opinion and tempers flared, but by daybreak, the group had agreed to a plan of action. So I wonder what they're going to do. What do you think? What would you do? The morning the dawn truce didn't take place in the great meadow. Instead, it took place in a small meadow by the foot of the mountain in front of the airship. Weary animals quietly hobbled into the clearing. The only sounds came from the gargling brook that wound through the gathering and right past our robot. Roz sat in the wet grass. She was leaning against a rock, 
She looked so sad and frail. However, she still had her thoughts and her words, and for a moment, that was all she needed. Good morning, animals of the island. Roz's voice filled the meadow. I must look strange to you all, all beaten up like this, but I hope I still sound like your old friend. Hundreds of heads nodded. You fought bravely yesterday. You risked your lives defending me, and I am internally grateful. But many of our friends were wounded. Some may not recover. And there's worse news. Before the last Rico died, he told me that more of his kind will come to our island. They might already be on the move. And even if we defeat them, still more will come. My makers will not rest until all of their property has been retrieved. They want the dead robots. They want the broken parts. They want me. The crowd was silent. But I care about this island far too much to put any more lives in danger. And so, my friends, I must leave. Voices cried out. Don't go, Roz. Next time we'll be prepared. We'll risk our lives so you could stay. I hear you. The robot's voice cut through the din. But look at me. My body is ruined, and the Rico said that the only ones who can help me are here. Help me are my makers. What if he lied? howled a voice. You can't trust those monsters. You are right, Roz, said Roz. He might have been lying. There may be no hope for me, but there is a chance I that is a chance I have to take. Animals, you have taught me to be wild. I want to be wild again, and so I must try to get the repairs I need. It is for the good of me and the island that I return to my makers. A calm settled over the crowd. They knew Roz was right. And two more chapters. Chapter 78, The Farewell. Our robot had an army of animals at her command, and she asked them to bring every robot part and rifle back to the airship. Absolutely everything had to go. It was the only way to be sure that the Ricos would never come back. The island animals had no trouble locating the remains of the dead robots. Retrieving those remains took a bit more effort, but they were up to the challenge. Teams of clever creatures returned with robot parts of different shapes and sizes. Smashed heads and broken rifles and twisted tubes and heavy bodies were all loaded into the spaceship. In, into the ship, sorry, until the entire island had been cleared. Even the tiny scraps were collected. It's amazing what an army of animals can do. A light mist was falling when they finally heaved Roz through the ship's doorway. Her head slowly turned around to face the crowd of geese and beavers and owls and insects and foxes and raccoons and vultures and moose and bears and opossums and fish and deer and otters and turtles, and woodpeckers, and squirrels, and frogs, and hares, and on and on. Every animal on the island had come to give the robot a proper send-off. Goodbye, you wild animals! Roz's voice echoed through the grey mist. The wild animals smiled, and then a few of them started to roar. The more started to screech, and the more started howling and chirping and grunting. Soon, every creature was hollering goodbye to Roz. The chorus of wild voices grew louder and louder, shaking the robot's body, rattling the ship, booming across the island and up into the clouds, and then their voices gradually died down to silence. Bright Bill fluttered up to his mother's shoulder. You understand why I must leave, said the robot. I understand, sniffled the goose. More Ricos could be headed here right now. I just do not know. There is so much I do not know. I think it is time I get some answers. Will I ever see you again, said Brightbill, wiping his eyes. You are my son, and this is my home, said Roz. I will do everything in my power to return. 
Bright Bill hugged his mother's worn face. I love you, Mama. I love you, son. The goose fluttered back to his flock. The robot took one last look at her home. The door hummed closed. Chapter 79, The Departure. The airship's engines automatically fired up. Then the ship slowly floated above the island, turned to the south and disappeared into the clouds. Chapter 80, The Sky. Our story ends in the sky, where a robot was being whisked away from the only home she'd ever known. As Ra sat in the airship, broken and alone and speeding toward a mysterious future, she looked back at her miraculous past. Reader, it must seem impossible that our robot could have changed so much. Maybe the Ricos were right. Maybe Ra's what really was defective. And some glitch in her programming had caused her to accidentally become a wild robot. Or maybe Ra's was designed to think and learn and change. She had simply done those things better than anyone could have imagined. However it happened, Ross felt lucky to have lived such an amazing life. And every moment had been recorded in her computer brain. Even her earliest memories were perfectly clear. She could still see the sun shining through the gash in her crate. She could still hear the waves crashing against the shore. She could still smell the salt water and the pine trees. Would she ever see and hear and smell those things again? Would she ever again climb a mountain or build a lodge or play with a goose? Not just a goose, a son. Brightbill had been Roz's son from the moment she picked up that egg, his egg. She had saved him from a certain death, and then he had saved her. He was the reason Roz had lived so well for so long. And if she wanted to continue living, if she wanted to be wild again, she needed to be with her family and her friends on her island. So, as Roz raced through the sky, she began computing a plan. She would get the repair she needed. She would escape from her new life. She would find her way back home. And that is that. Well, that was pretty exciting. I'm wondering what you think will happen next. There actually is a sequel to The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. So maybe look it up and read it this summer. I hope you enjoyed our read aloud.